Awesome Games Done Quick 2022 online was this weekend, and I helped raise $3.4 million for charity. We'll talk about the week along with my hosting shifts on the air. Tonight is January 16th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so love, you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Dearest Bulbasaur, I humbly apologize for the misguided and completely baseless claims that you are bad. After minutes of reflection, I've come to realize that you are an amazing Pokemon, and I'm truly sorry for my attitude. For the last seven years, I appreciate all the times that you've been there for me, even though I wasn't there for you. Thank you, Bulbasaur. Shen. You're watching The Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on uh, this great Sunday night, uh, welcome. Thank you so much, even if this is your first time, especially if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, We tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork, and that is where I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night, which is a skill that has... uh, benefited me greatly for the past week and we will talk all about that but i do understand this is a podcast not everybody can be here on sunday nights there's other things going on nickelodeon showing a football game for some reason i don't know what's going on with that but uh it was it was amazing and he, seeing sonic the hedgehog stats with the running back stats and compare anyway uh I understand. We do have a Discord server. You can interact with us through the week. Vognetwork.com slash Discord is how you can get the invite to that. It is not a very fast-moving server, so you don't have to worry about trying to keep up. And, uh, you know, I I hope everything works out tonight uh, because, uh, you know, I I talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the RNG and stuff uh, and, uh, you know, weather-related delays. And, and, you know, I I just – we actually have some snow here. I'm in Atlanta, and uh, we actually do have some snow uh, and stuff, but I don't think any trees have come down any anywhere. Uh, but you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a uh, of a sense here, uh, that uh, the high today here in Georgia was 33, and the low in Alabama is 18 because Georgia destroyed Alabama 33 to 18 in the national championship, and you know we're the national championship. College football national champions, and uh, so uh, be careful out there and hunker down. And uh, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about 1980. Now we can hear about 2021. So congratulations to my dogs, and congratulations to all my uh, Red Coat Band members. I was in the Red Coat Band at UGA for five years. Uh, all members of the Red Coat Band, including Jordan Davis, who was an honorary member of the Red Coat Band. Um, so congratulations to y'all. Uh, it was an, obviously an amazing experience and, uh, you know, Hey, it's, it, it, there's a lot of great things that happen in Indianapolis. And that was just one of them. Rob Robertson chat says, now I know how straight feel, people feel when I talk about drag race, but we let you do it. 
Uh, Questbuster says someone call an ambulance because there is a burn victim in Alabama. Yes. Uh, but it, my celebration was really muted. I watched that game, but it was because I was participating in something much, much bigger. And that was Awesome Games Done Quick 2022. Uh, it was an online event benefiting the Prevent Cancer Foundation this week. It started on Sunday. It ended last night. Uh, so even though I did go watch the game on Monday night and almost went back to going to watch HEDQ uh, because I thought it wasn't going my way. Uh, we won, and I was like, all right, cool, and I didn't really get to really process it or celebrate it and and stuff because I was actually helping with this event. Uh, this is the fourth time I have been working with AGDQ uh, as a host slash donation reader, and uh, I always like to do this uh, where, you know, I, I don't actually believe I've been somewhere unless uh, I see my name in the credits, and so I am actually here in the credits of AGDQ just like I have been uh, the past three events, uh, I'm actually in the credits twice because I did another uh, behind-the-scenes job helping them out. Uh, so I'm actually in the credits the second time a little bit later on. Uh, but uh, it was, it was once again, a really amazing experience working with uh, the GDQ uh, team, mostly with the volunteer team, staffers, people you see on the air. I didn't really interact much. Uh, with because they're, they've got their own thing going on and they're running around. Uh, they're actually paid. And so they're running around uh, trying to put out fires and, and make it, make sure everything works. Uh, so th they didn't really interact with us too much, except for like the producers and the volunteer coordinator and the hosting coordinator. How did we end up? IGN reports that awesome games done quick uh, set a new record for a single games done quick event by raising over $3.4 million. Uh, Games Done Quick shared the news on Twitter following the week-long 24-hour AGDQ 2022, confirming the event had raised a total of $3,416,729 for the Prevent Cancer Foundation and is officially the most they've ever raised in the history of Games Done Quick. They got their own world record to add on to like the seven or the eight actual game world records. Additionally, AGDQ 2022 reached the first $1 million in donations in the shortest time in Games Done Quick history. It was done like Wednesday night, and it usually doesn't happen till Thursday and maybe Friday. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll talk about why that might have been a little bit of an issue. Uh, not really for charity, like it works all worked out for the charity, but for, but for some other things. Uh, throughout the event, which ran on Twitch from January 9th through the 16th, speedrunners from around the world showed off their incredible skills for a good cause. There were even a few more world records broken during the week, including Insert Logic's 28-minute, 35-second run of Kana Bridge of Spirits, Jaxler's 44-minute, 18-second run of Pumpkin Jack, and Shadow the Past 17-minute, 21-second run of Webbed. Uh, so there were 148 runs, 28,034 donors, and 49,438 donations. Um, so the next event that they're doing is Frost Fatales. It's an all-woman speedrunning group, uh, speedrunning event. So all women on the stream, uh, you know, running, hosting, commentating, all that stuff. Uh, and it's going to be running from February 27th through March 5th. And Summer Games Done Quick 2022 will still take place this year, but they have not committed to having it in person yet. But I know, I know that they want it in person. Uh, so data is beautiful, right? There's actually a subreddit called Data is Beautiful. And I want to show you something about what this event did uh, that's a little bit different uh, and, and why we all got excited very early. And I'm going to link these in the show notes for the podcast page, uh, for the podcast folks. So if you go to vognetwork.com, you click on this episode uh, link in the, in the, uh, on the site, uh, you will see these, uh, these links. But this one is a comparison 
the first graph I'm showing is a comparison, and it's essentially the x-axis is time and the y-axis is money. And when you look at this, and I can highlight over this, and you'll be able to highlight over this as well, uh, you can actually see where every GDQ marathon back to something, back to 2014, uh, rated at that point of time in the marathon. And about Monday... At about 4 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time, it started jumping. And there, if you're watching on the stream, the, the bolded white line is AGDQ 2022. And you can see that at, as of Monday, it separates from the pack. And we reach our first million uh, on Wednesday. At uh, Wednesday night at about 8 o'clock, we reach our first million. And the other uh, runs, the next run, the first run to hit, quickest run to hit a million, did it on on Thursday night. So we were uh, like 24 hours ahead on pace. Uh, and it just goes up from there. And uh, we uh, actually hit uh, the world record for donations before adding in anything that, uh, anything that Twitch did. Because uh, the if you subscribe with bits and subscriptions, even now, uh, if you subscribe all through the month of January to the Games Done Quick channel, uh, all revenue after taxes that uh, Games Done Quick receives from those bits and subscriptions gets donated, and Twitch does a dump of those uh, of all the bits and subs so far for the month of January when uh, GDQ asks, and it was about two hundred sixty thousand dollars worth, and they didn't need it to break the world record. And uh, it's it, it was it was it was amazing to see the generosity, especially after, you know, the online runs kind of didn't perform as well as the last in-person run. We thought we were they thought that they would never hit like the three million dollar barrier in an online event again. And this shows that they could. And uh, I, I don't know exactly why that is. I don't know why it changed. I don't know what was different about this event or not. But uh, it was it was very, really amazing, amazing to see. So I did two runs, and or I actually did four runs. I did three shifts, which, um, you know, and I hope that they're not listening, but I think they gave me an extra shift that, you know, more than other people, uh, because usually you only get two. I got three. I'm not going to complain. Uh, I had a lot of fun. But uh, I did three shifts, and uh, I, I have to admit that I was feeling kind of down. Uh, and it was directly tied to uh, us going so fast. And I keep saying us, even though like, even though I was there as a volunteer, like I, I'm, it's not like it was my team that, you know, I was on the team kind of, but it's really, you know, it's everybody. But uh, they raised it so fast. So they got the, the hardest part of doing a marathon is convincing people to donate more. When you're trying to do charity, you're trying to get the most amount of charity dollars that you can. And you look at trends and you look at uh, uh, you, you look at how the previous day has gone. You look at that time. You look at the interest of that game. And that's how you set goals, donation goals for incentives. And if you notice, they uh, released a couple of incentives that you would donate for throughout the week. Uh, so they didn't open them all up at once. You had, you know, about... 12 to 24 hours before the game, they're like, all right, if you raise X amount of dollars and put it towards this incentive, then you'll get that. Then we'll do this thing. And so their incentives on Sunday and Monday got destroyed right in the very beginning. And like they were all getting met and there were no incentives open. 
because they just assumed it was going to be like previous marathons. And then Monday happened when we had that jump, and my first run was on Tuesday, which was Final Fantasy thirteen. It's a Final Fantasy, right? Right? So... Uh, they set the, uh, the, the, a boss fight incentive to, play, uh, to uh, face Dahaka blindfolded, and they set it at 80,000, which is not as high as they would have set it in previous years. But because Monday did this jump, which I got to find my cursor, this jump, because this happened on Monday, where basically it jumps up a lot, and we're just, they're just breaking away from uh, the, the, the pack. They set it higher. And when I got on shift, we had about $40,000 raised for that incentive, and we did not meet it. Uh, we got to uh, about 60-something thousand, maybe 70-something thousand, but we didn't meet it. And I can make myself feel a little better uh, or feel worse. This is the fun part about graphs. This is the fun part about data being beautiful. So I've got another tracker, and this is also going to be in the show notes, uh, where you can actually break it down per uh, per run. So if you're watching this on the screen, uh, the blue lines, these are uh, viewers, according to Twitch. Uh, and then the red line is the amount of donations. So this is the same event. But I can actually go down to uh, find Final Fantasy XIII, uh, which is somewhere down here. Uh, there it is. So this is uh, what I'm, I clicked on. I clicked on Final Fantasy thirteen. Now the run and uh, the duration was five hours and ten minutes, and uh, it uh, we raised total forty eight thousand five hundred thirty dollars in those five hours. Uh, now I was not running or working this entire shift. I worked the first half. Um, so uh, Sabera Messia was the other host, and what you notice if you look at the red donation total line. We start at uh, 511, and when I get off shift, which is right about, I want to say, right about here-ish, we were at 531. So I had raised, and I had helped raise about $20,000. Not all of that went to the incentive. Only about 10000 of that went to the incentive. And then if you go from 531 to the end, it goes up to like 560. And uh, we got about $20,000 toward the incentive. So, like... I can say, hey, look, we raised you know fifty thousand dollars for charity, but uh, you look at the data is beautiful graph, and you notice I only did half of what I probably should have in my half, and so I was feeling kind of down. I was feeling kind of down about that because I really wanted to see that boss fight. It was a really cool boss fight, uh, and uh, you know it was the first time in a long, long, long time that uh, I had seen an incentive not get met everybody remarked about how high the incentive was based on what it was. I know that some of the other incentives uh, were um, were also bumped up, but they were all hit. Uh, like, uh, I believe, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, uh, Integrate, they were going to run the Integrate DLC. Uh, that was not originally a $100,000 incentive. That was much lower. I do remember seeing that in the tracker, and I thought it was kind of neat the way that they did the number there. But um, it bumped up. I was kind of bummed about that. Because, like, everything else had gotten met. And I'm like, but you know what? I got another shot. I got another shot on that. My buddy Froob, who I've worked with before, Rugby Baby. Everybody remembers Rugby Baby. The baby running through the yeet Takeshi coming out and yeeting the baby and the baby being like, yay, witness me. Remember that? All right. Well, you know, I was working with Froob again. And we were doing Lost Judgment, which is in the Yakuza series. And 
They open up the incentive for the boss for a gauntlet boss rush for that at a hundred thousand dollars. And I get on shift and we've raised two thousand dollars out of it. So somehow on a Thursday afternoon on the East Coast, we've got to figure out how to get people to donate ninety eight thousand dollars toward that incentive when also Resident Evil Village bonus game incentive was open for one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Which more people wanted to see. Now, uh, Froob went live today on his channel, and he talked a little bit about this, and he's not mad about this at all. Uh, We also didn't hit that incentive. So both incentives I was tasked with being a host for and getting up there, uh, we didn't didn't hit. And I kind of took it on me, but I I was told multiple times by people very high up at GDQ and and a a tea tree in uh, in chat who was the host of the finale does want to say the disclaimer. Bobby Blackwolf is not a member of Games Done Quick LLC and does not represent the organization's group's uh, views or opinions. So there is the disclaimer. But we look at this data is beautiful graph on Lost Judgment. And uh, we also raised in that three hours, we did raise forty five thousand dollars for charity. Uh, but we did not make it to the $98,000 that we, we should have. Uh, and I felt kind of bad about that. And I, I pulled out all the stops. I started, I tried to get Froob uh, to put his foot in his mouth with Bulbasaur. So get all your GDQ shens in the chat now. Uh, he said Bulbasaur was all right. And I said, well, if you want him to apologize for thinking that Bulbasaur is just all right, uh, be sure to donate towards that incentive. And uh, but but. We didn't make it. We got about, I think, $35,000 for the incentive, which is still which is still $35,000 for charity. And so that is not a small number. And uh, Froob, even, uh, Froob can go to the, has gone to this site. This is a very unofficial tracker site I'm using, which has historical data from previous GDQs. And we raised more in this than any of the other runs that he's ever done at GDQ. So uh, that made me feel a little better, but it was still like the host's job is to hype the incentives and get them met, and I'm 0 for 2. Thankfully, for my last two runs, uh, there were no incentives. There, there was a file name choice for one of them, but, uh, but we didn't. But there was no like unlockable incentive or anything like that. Uh, so I actually did next. I did Earthbound, uh, which was run by a Japanese runner. And Andy Perfect was the uh, commentator for that, who was in the Earthbound community and what actually is a host in other marathons himself. So we worked well together. We raised $46,000 in like an hour. And because this was on uh, uh, this was on Saturday. So this is like the biggest day. This is when the most donations come in. And just in that hour, we raised over $46,000. If you're, if you look at this graph uh, on your own or if you're on the screen, this, there's a jump, a very drastic $10,000 jump. That is when uh, like the Yeti, or fan gamer drops uh, ten thousand dollars worth of their profits. Uh, so they'll do that throughout the week, uh, and they'll also work in an ad. So the host reads an ad during the speed run. That that's we we did really well there. And then Fallout New Vegas, all unique weapons was uh, an over an hour, and we raised thirty eight thousand dollars during that. So uh, overall, I'm pretty much responsible for probably like a good a little over a hundred thousand dollars. Of, uh, of money for, for Prevent Cancer Foundation, and that should make me feel really well, but and, and it does, but I'm still 0 for 2. So uh, all those runs, they were, ma- uh, they were magnificent. They were amazing. I can't wait to see them because guess what? When I'm hosting, I'm not watching. Uh, I'm listening. I am working on donations and everything like that. They were fun to listen to, and uh, all the runners and all the commentators were great uh, to work with. Uh, the producers were great to work with. 
uh, once again. And uh, I hope to do this again at some point. Um, so those are the runs that I did. Uh, and, and the other good thing I want to say about, and I say this every time, about the community, uh, about the uh, about especially the volunteer community, especially all the other hosts or the host fam or whatever. Um, you have all walks of life in terms of streaming experience and streaming notoriety, let's say. Uh, you have people in there who are partners, like Twitch partners. They have jerseys. They have logo. They have sponsors on their jerseys. They are esports people. Uh, you have other people that, you know, they go live and they're on their starting sc- soon screen. There's a hype train because 500 people are there uh, dropping sub bombs and everything. And they haven't even gone live yet. They're just on their coming up next screen. Then you have people that maybe, you know, if they do stream, they have like one or two viewers. If they even stream at all, maybe they only have a Twitch account to chat with other people. So, you know, and, and they're in there. And then there are people that are in between. And I consider myself in the in-between crowd because there are double digits of people watching this show. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, and there are hundreds more on the podcast feed. So I do really appreciate that. But once you go back there, once you go behind the curtain, once you go backstage, none of that matters. And in uh, especially when you're in an online environment and when you're especially in something that is as uh, ego heavy, let's say, as gaming – to be able to go backstage like that with these people that are huge names in streaming and them look to you for advice and look to you for encouragement because they're just as nervous as you are and they're willing to give you advice and give you encouragement. Nobody looks down to anybody. Uh, we all look to up to each other, which is healthy and which is good, but checking the ego at the door and everybody does that. And GDQ is very good at fostering that, uh, especially with it, with their volunteers uh, in the volunteer vetting process and all that stuff. Uh, and everybody's ego is checked at the door and it doesn't matter how many subs you have on Twitch. It doesn't matter if Twitch streaming is your day job or if it's something you never want to do in your life. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're all there for each other. And that is extremely rare. That is extremely super rare in online communities. You do not get that. We don't even really get that here on podcast stuff because there are people that do come into podcast networks. Uh, and, and I know this very well from my pre-Vog Network days. There were egos. There are people that, you know, they look down on other people that maybe don't have as many podcast subscribers as them or don't have many live, uh, you know, live audiences them or don't have as many chatters as them. That absolutely happens everywhere. It doesn't happen at GDQ. And that is that is probably the biggest testament I can give to the Games Done Quick organizers and is that they foster that and the bad apples get rooted out pretty quickly. That is that that's kind of my side of it. I've talked at length about GDQ and my hosting time at GDQ in the past. Uh, it is absolutely an amazing experience. I'm so glad that I was able to be there in the discord and, uh, you know, watching things kind of happen behind the scenes. I'm actually considered a vet now. Uh, we did kind of a buddy system with someone who has more experience than I do. I was their buddy uh, giving them encouragement during their overnight shift. Uh, and they did amazing. They did a wonderful job 
But, uh, you know, I, I'm considered a vet now. But if we go back to on site, I'm going to be really nervous because there's a lot more things that happen on site. I don't know if it's going to happen on site. I'm willing to do it. Uh, I'm willing to make the trek to wherever. I've got a bunch of travel budget saved up. And if they can do common sense safety measures like DragonCon did, like Southern Fried Gaming Expo did, uh, then uh, we'll be uh, I'm, I'm excited uh, to, to be a part of it and actually meet some of these people in person. SJ Runner Matt says streamers have to be their own hype man, woman, etc. Sometimes in this case, you have to be a hype person for all the same cause. And Mike Def says, hopefully it happens. Yes, hopefully it happens. Now, uh, there is no guarantee. Uh, you re-audition re every single year, and there are people that have worked nine or ten GDQs as a host, and they couldn't break in. They, they couldn't make it in. And we have people who this is the first time they audition, and they slid right in. So hopefully, hopefully that uh, will happen. Uh, and, and I will be able to be there because, frankly, if I'm not a full host, like if I'm a backup host, I might not actually make the trip uh, because then there's no guarantee I'm going to be doing anything. But uh, uh, if I'm not a full host, I'm probably not going to make the trip. I'll just, you know, watch it and support it and donate from here. Uh, speaking of donations, I did read both donations that I saw. So thank you to everybody who donated and not, not self-promoted me uh, because we had some... They they were very forceful on that. Do not make anything about you. Uh, but thank you to Deft who donated, and then Rob Roberts who also donated. Uh, and uh, they were they were very cool with the hashtag and p pushing it up. Uh, and I said, yeah, I could probably count them out how many people will donate on one or two hands. Uh, so everyone that I saw, I read, which was just the two of you. If I didn't read your donation, uh, it it I didn't. It wasn't my choice. Um, but uh, there are other people that see all the donations before I do. So uh, some of the other runs you may want to look for, for the people that, that are into DDR, I watched uh, DDR for Masochists, and I, I don't know what I was watching. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I could not follow this, but uh, I have no clue what's going on here. Uh, there's notes coming down that look like DDR, but they're going down a conveyor belt, and then they're... Uh, they're 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 switching and swapping and you're supposed to be dancing and getting full combos and I, I have a hard enough time playing regular DDR and this is not only not DDR this is not in the groove this, so this they did a mod showcase of Step Mania and not ITG which is not in the groove it is a uh it, it's it's a fan made mod where they can do all these interesting things. They can do a bunch of things with shaders, so they can have things on, like, 3D cubes. They can do uh, various effects. And uh, I had no clue what was going on, but it was mesmerizing. And that's what Questbuster says. Uh, th this, was, this was hilarious. Like, it, honestly, it was actually really hilarious. Uh, there was another Rhythm Game Showcase, uh, Crossbeats Rev Sunrise, which is... Uh, it, it's a touchscreen game. It's an arcade game that I'm sure you've seen. Uh, and probably if you've been to, to like a round one or something like that, plays a lot like, if you haven't played those, it plays a lot like Elite Beat Agents, Ostatake, Owendon, the tapping of the tapping of the circles and holds and stuff like that. But it was amazing to watch that happen. And then uh, some of the other runs uh, that... Uh, that I really enjoyed that you should probably uh, take a look at that were funny. Cause I, 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 I gravitate more to the funny runs. Mega Mem two is a meme game. Uh, somebody took Mega Man two. Uh, they re-recorded the music with a kazoo 
and uh, they redrew all the sprites in MS Paint. So uh, you may want to check that out. That was hilarious. Uh, now, there's a run that I know that people were talking about that uh, I didn't get a chance to see, but Pumpkin Jack. This game had amazing movement tech. And just watching this, apparently, like, this is, like, the epitome of the speed game right here. And just the amazing tricks that Jaxler was able to pull off on this. And just it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to actually really just sitting and watching it, uh, which is I did not get to watch it live. But uh, this is, like, this is basically the great tech run that you should look, uh, look for. And that was amazing. But really, there there were a lot of great things at this at this event, and uh, I'm I'm really excited uh, that I've been able to be a part of it. Now, um, one of the things that people ask me when I'm uh, when I'm when I'm doing this, they're like, "So, so what do you speed run?" And I, I and I always tell them, "Well, I, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't speed run. I don't really have the." Uh, the, the, the time to learn a speed run. I don't have anything uh, that, uh, that, that I'm, I'm willing to put into and, and, you know, submit to GDQ especially. I don't have the time to be able to do that. So I don't speed run. And, you know, that's kind of not good. Uh, you know, if you're going to be involved in a speed running marathon, you should at least do something. And uh, one of the greatest things that I got out of AGDQ 2022 is uh, a little bit of knowledge. And uh, we paid, I think it was $100,000, I don't know what the incentive was. Maybe it was 500000 I don't know. There was an incentive to teach you. What I've got here is uh, a Super Nintendo cartridge. And uh, this is uh, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And um, I also have here a, a Super Nintendo controller. And over here off camera, I have a Super Nintendo. Now, it's a second revision. Super Nintendo. So, I decided to give this a try. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, any percent major glitches. So... What we're going to be doing here is, uh, let's see what we can do here. So I'm going to create a new file here. Uh, so I'm going to be, I'm going to name it VOG, because why not? VOGnetwork.com. We're going to make it, we're going to do this. So we are now going to speedrun Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, any percent major glitches. Time is going to start. Three, two, one, go. All right. So uh, we're now going to be starting up. Uh, we're in the house, obviously. Uh, you know, you can't really skip this all that much. Uh, you can't make the text go faster. And uh, we're going to be trying to get to the Triforce as quickly as possible by any means necessary. So Dad's going to be leaving right now. And we're going to be heading out. And we're going to be going to the castle because we're really worried about dad. All right. We have control of Link right now. We're going to exit out of the house. And then uh, we're going to go. We're going to get out of the house. And we're going to go up and jump off the top side of the cliff. And we're going to go 
up to the next screen. Then we're going to go around the castle because we have to meet our dad. While we're doing this, why don't we take a break for a donation? All right, I have a $25 donation here from Anonymous that has no comment. Thank you very much. And we have a $5 donation from Shenanigans saying, Dearest Bulbasaur, I'm not going to tell you that again. Stop bugging me. Love, Shen. All right, thank you so much. We are now underneath, and uh, we've reached Dad. He's got his, our dear old sword. Uh, our dear old dad's going to give us the sword. There we go. All right, so now we have the sword. We're going to get out of the room. We're going to go down. And then it's his uncle, Dad. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get a donation saying I'm wrong. So we're going to exit out of the uh, castle, and we're going to go down. Uh, we're going to go down and around. Now, this is kind of the hardest part. You don't really want to get hit by any of these guys. Uh, because uh, that slows you down. You don't want to do that. So you're going to go into the castle, and you're going to go up to the top floor, and you're going to have to watch the guards to make sure they don't hit you when you go to the top floor. Now, this is the, this is the trick. You're going to jump down from the top ledge, and you're going, to not, you're going to actually have your button work. So you're going to jump down from the top ledge, and while you're in the air, you, which is not that, as you jump down from the top ledge while you're in the air, you're going to save and quit your game. So you need to hit select while you're in the air, and you're going to save and quit the game. And then you're going to reload it. So you're going to start back next to your, your old uncle, not your dad. And then uh, you're, going to, you're going to start and come back outside. Now, I'm going to explain in a little bit what that actually did. Essentially, the game thinks you're on a layer that's lower than you are. So you, when you go outside, you need to make sure to not get hit by these guards, because if you get hit, you are done. And uh, that was amazing right there. So you're going to go into the 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 you're going to go into the castle. You're going to avoid the guards there. You're going to go up and go up to the top part, and you're going to go into the left, the, the left room. There's a guard down here. You want to anger him, and then he's going to come at you, and he's going to hit you to the left, and you're going to go inside the wall. Now, as you're in the wall, you're going to go straight up. You are now out of bounds. Look, those guards, they don't even know you're here. You're going to go up one screen, and then when you go up to the other screen, you're going to want to stop, and you're going to want to go left. You're going to see Link's head a little bit down at the bottom, and then you're going to go up. So we've got a little bit to go here. Uh, we have some time for some donations. All right, we have a $50 donation from Kiryu Kazuma that just says, Nani? And we have a $100 donation from Anonymous that says, It's his uncle, not his dad. All right, so, uh, yeah, we're glitching out a little bit here. We've got, uh, you know, some blue. Uh, this is really, there's no enemies here or anything, and uh, we're, we're now going up, and, and oh, uh, we're, we're, there's a room. This is usually where Ganon is, and we're just holding up, and there's Ganon in the Triforce room and time. Three minutes, 31 seconds, because I missed the glitch twice. Uh, and uh, we have uh, completed Link to the Past Any Percent live here on the Bobby Blackwell Show here on the Voice Geeks Network, twitch.tv slash vog network. Uh, and that is my personal best right now because this is the only time I've timed it. Uh, so the trick there is actually the, uh, is the glitch when you're jumping off. And my controller, the, the button, the select and start button, they need a little bit of work. They're, you have to push them really hard, and that's why I missed it the first time. Uh, now, here's the thing. The, the, the way they phrased it on HEQ is that you can do this at home. You can do this with any version of Link to the Past. Do you have the Nintendo Switch? Do you have Nintendo Switch Online? This works on the Nintendo Switch Online version. Do you have the SNES Classic? This works on the SNES Classic. 
Uh, this obviously works on real hardware with an original cartridge. This is the cartridge that I bought when it came out in the early 90s. It works on this. Uh, it probably works on a RetroPie with RetroArch. It probably works on your FPGA emulator, whatever you're using. And uh, so this, uh, you can do this, and then you can say you are a speedrunner because now I can officially say I'm a speedrunner. Now, if I really wanted to waste some poor speedrun.com's mods time, I can take this video and submit it and get on the leaderboard. I'd probably be in, like, the top 1,000. But... Uh, I'm not going to do that because that's just a waste of their time. Now, the interesting thing here is that the rain never stops. So when you're in the credits, it's still raining outside. It's not sunny like it's supposed to be. And uh, it, it's it, the, the credits glitch out. You'll even see when you're in the sanctuary, uh, the, the, the sides of the walls continue going up because you've just totally broken the game. The game doesn't know what to do with you anymore. And if you sit through the whole credits and you let it go, I'm going to show you what it does to your save file. So I'm going to reset the console here. I have another save file here uh, that uh, that we'll get to in just a second. And uh, there's another save file, and I'm going to show you what your save file does after you've gone through the credits that say, hey, you've gotten, um, you know, you've only played the game once. I've got this third save file. I've actually done this already on this save file. And it just starts you in the dark world as a bunny. You have nothing. And you're just in the dark world as a bunny. There's some glitched graphics at the top. And, uh, yeah, this is your save file is just completely corrupted at all this time. There's enemies glitched in the wall. It's amazing. So uh, that is your speed run. So I figured I would do that. That would be uh, that would that would that would be amazing amazing there um so uh a tea tree donate uh, has a 25 dollars donation from greetings from germany that says actually zelda was the princess there we yes yes exactly uh breakman asked how did someone figure that out and a tea tree uh, an answer to this as well with retro games a lot of them has been deconstructed at the code level and people tinker around with understanding code interactions to find odd things like this but generally it's a bunch of people tinkering away at it pouring in thousands of man hours yes th there are people that know exactly what every single line of assembler in zelda does and they know exactly how to manipulate those registry values and, and things to make things happen. They overload sprites so they overload so they can seep into another register to give them something that they shouldn't have, uh, things like that. So uh, that it's it's a lot of code deconstruction, and that glitch itself was actually found about like or. It, it's been at least five or six years because IGN actually did an article on it in 2017 that explains it in a little more detail. So uh, I did that actually first try when I actually did it myself. Uh, that's actually the worst that I've done on it because I had to redo the jump twice. Uh, but uh, that's I, I've, I did that first try. So if I can do that, you can do that. So I'm looking through chat real quick. Uh, Tyclaw asks, are you, you think you're going to get it in the first try? I mean, I, I kind of did. I had to redo, I had to jump up and go down, but so I didn't reset. Uh, you know, uh, SJ Romat says, Bobby got getting some good RNG. Yes. The, the thing about the RNG is if you get hit by the guards the second time around, you get knocked into the correct plane. So if you get hit by the guards, you're done. Uh, you have to basically, that's a reset. You can't, you, you have to start over from, from a fresh save file. 
I am a speedrunner. We are going to take a very quick music break so I can rest my voice for just a little bit. And then uh, we'll be back to talk to uh, OLR. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Hey, Bobby, this is Offer, and I'm just calling to let you know that I 100% agree with you that the Sonic CD U.S. soundtrack is far superior to the Japanese one, not only because of Sonic Boom, but because of the freaking amazing version of Stardust Speedway Bad Future. That's right. There's no lies detected there. It is. Uh, I, I The U.S. soundtrack is, is much superior. And I, I know... I know I just angered the other half of the internet that was already angered at my pronunciation of Onet, or Onet, because it is Onet. I said Onet, but it's in Earthbound, it's Onet and Tucson and Threed and Foreside. Get it? One, two, three, four. And of course, I missed that. So uh, that was the, those were the tweets I got. It was like, sorry, host, you're wrong. And I'm like, you're right, I'm wrong. But thank you so much for that bumper. If you want to leave a bumper, all you got to do is send me uh, either an MP3 of your voice or a video of your voice with no music behind it. I will choose what DMCA violation I want to risk. Uh, and uh, then about coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. Uh, so usually I uh, I take calls, but I don't actually see anybody in the green room. And I talked a lot and, uh, you know, I decided to do something a little bit different. So coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Network is Orange Lounge Radio. Three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in uh, with them and see uh, what they were doing because I was not paying attention to anything other than AGDQ this week. So uh, I need somebody to tell me all the news I missed. So Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great now. I, uh, I got my first PB in the books, and now I can retire on top. Congrats. And you kind of showed us all how to speed run as a part of that, too. So it was pretty yes. cool. Um, by the way, don't beat yourself up over the the, the tracking on the, the ones you were hosting. You just I, I couldn't like your things were so early that I couldn't even really watch a lot of those mm-hmm. runs. And I honestly just think like Final Fantasy 13, unfortunately, I don't agree with this, but Final Fantasy 13 just wasn't well received by the public for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I think it was probably just hard to convince people to watch a five hour speed run of that for, for better or for worse. Um, but I I. You know, I love 13. I appreciate Games Done Quick spotlighting that. Yeah. Um, and it is what it is, Bobby. You, look look at the big picture. You contributed to the um, record-breaking number there. Yeah. That's far more important. You guys all do it. Did, all of you that are involved with that, speedrunners, hosts, tech, blah, 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 all of it, yeah. um, did a fantastic job. Should be proud. Thank you. It, thank you so much. And that's exactly what also the GDQ staff, they're like, this wasn't on you. This was on us. And I'm like, um, yeah, I understand. yeah, sure, but you know, I was, I was so cl- we were so close on the Final Fantasy one, like Lost Judgment one, like yeah, that one, like we kind of knew in the beginning, but I was still gonna push it, uh, and we got it up to 35, but uh, but yeah, like, but it, it it only weighed on me because that's part of, like our big job is to push the incentives, and you got to push even harder in an online event because you don't have the audience behind you. And right. so it, it, it's a little bit of a harder job. Uh, but I did get a lot of good, especially after Lost Judgment. I did get a lot of good. I actually got mentioned on social media in a positive sense after Lost Judgment. And that doesn't happen for hosts all that often. Um, maybe you'll get that second ride of in Variety. Yeah, may, may, maybe. 
but uh, but uh, I, I it was a lot of fun doing that stuff and uh, and working with the runners and, and actually having runners that were willing to work with me uh, because that's one of the things that you you find is like not all runners will talk will respond to you if you reach out to them all of my runs runners have responded to me about donation times and they they get so engrossed in their commentary they forget that there's donations and they and also they think maybe they've done a different marathon that doesn't have that doesn't raise 3.4 million uh so they're used to there not being any donations and so mm-hmm. they're like so that's why you hear a lot you can have some donations if you read some donations if you have any, and they don't understand. We have like ten lined up at any point in time, and we read yeah. three of them. So yeah. you know, I, I feel bad every time I'm leaving donations on the table just because there's not that many donations, and runners are always worried. Well, I don't know if you're going to have any, so I don't want to. I don't want to make it awkward by you know saying, "Do you have any donations?" and you say no. So, um. And I did have fun, uh, and Froob was great to work with. Well, the thing about Froob, who ran Lost Judgment and ran Yakuza 6, is that Froob and I kind of have the same sense of humor. And so we were able to safely play off of each other, and he actually asked me to be even more loose this time than I was uh, because he was a solo commentator. Uh, he he didn't have a commentator for his run, so that's why I like interjected every once in a while, but I kind of didn't want to cross that line too much. But as Jeremy Mazes uh, that clapback you did with Froob for Bulbasaur was hilarious. I, ma- I imagine the host chat popped hard for that. Uh, GDQ actually made a tweet with that clip. So I even got the oh. social media team with the Bulbasaur because I'm like, I'm reading donation. I'm reading donation. I'm like, yeah, we got about uh, $65,000 left on this uh, on this incentive. Hey, Froob, what do you think about Bulbasaur? And just like he knew exactly what was happening, which was great. I didn't know. For like five seconds, I thought he wasn't in on the joke. And then he kind of like did say, oh, I know what happened with Shen yesterday. And I'm like, okay, good. You know what I'm doing, you know. But uh, but just that clip, actually, that actually got clipped and put up by the GDQ Twitter. So I guess that's my highlight. That's that's my that's go. my GDQ moment right there. There you go. So uh, what did you what did you watch out of GDQ? I know you probably didn't watch as much as as you normally would. But like some of the nighttime runs or whatever, what was your opinions? I saw some of the finale. I watched some of the Metal Gear Solid run that was mm-hmm. um, happening. It was kind of fun to watch because I, I actually kind of never really played through that game on PlayStation. I know it's weird. I love the old school Metal Gear games, um, mm-hmm. the 8-bit ones. And I've always meant to play the MSX versions, just never got around to it. Um, so it was really, honestly, my first time seeing a good chunk of Metal Gear Solid beyond that demo that was on a PlayStation magazine disc back in the day. Um, so that was pretty fun to watch. And I, I, there was, uh, some chill games I was watching probably the first or second night. And of course, in the moment, I can't remember what they were called, but, um, there was, yeah, it was a lot of good stuff. And I watched uh, some of the earthbound run. I actually didn't get, I, I just had other conflicting plans Saturday morning. I didn't actually hear my shout out. So I need to go look at the archive whenever yep. it's up. Yep. It, it's up. Uh, the YouTubes, they put them up 24 hours after. So the YouTube oh. earthbound was added today. Uh, I actually have a playlist. So if anybody's wondering, if you go to my personal YouTube channel, so Bobby Blackwolf on YouTube, I actually have a playlist called Bobby Blackwolf Hosts Games Done Quick, and it's actually a playlist of all of the games I have hosted for in all, since since I did Devil May Cry 4 at a, uh, SGDQ 2020, my first time. When it, that was the only game I did. So you can go through there and actually see everything that I've hosted for. Well, thank you. you. You really don't have to read that donation. It's really about the charity and the mm-hmm. speedrunners at the end of the day, but I appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, and Earthbound is exactly the way you remember it. 
uh, every everything that 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 Octopus Cal did uh, is exactly the way that you remember it. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know get, get the the order of operations to get there. It's exactly what you did as a kid. It was in the Nintendo Power uh, book that came with it. It's it's not. It wasn't. Um, so, but it was fine. It was fine. Uh, one of my favorite donation that I didn't get to read, and I didn't even realize I was doing this when. And uh, if I had thought about it, I would have done this. Uh, actually, like I would have actually planned this and worked this out. But apparently. During the final boss fight of Earthbound, I was reading, like, some of the sadder donations. Like, you know, my mom, you know, was diagnosed and stuff like that. And somebody actually donated and saying, you know, going against the final boss in Earthbound while the the host is reading donations about people we've lost or saved due to cancer is a GDQ moment that should be memorialized forever. And I'm like, I did that? Because I can't hear it, like we could, I can't hear the game. And the in the game, the video is in a really small screen. I'm not even looking at it, so I'm not. Even, I don't even know what's going on, really. And apparently, it just worked out, and uh, and and it it made a really big impact. So, one of those accidentally uh, appropriate moments, sure. Yeah. Uh, so I do, and I do have to ask you: Do you play uh, not ITG or Step Mania, or did you ever get into any of that stuff and look at all these weird note no- charts? Not anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of the DDR days are really behind me. Um, not, you know, never say never. I just, uh, especially mm-hmm. with COVID, you know, I've I've been going through my fitness journey on my own show and the reasons behind yeah. that. Um, but um, as far as like getting back into DDR, no, not really. Not not in the era of COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, and I don't think I would ever do those crazy charts that people were mm-hmm. doing. It's just the, the 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 crazy stuff that in the groove brought to the table. And I I know. OLRs had a very interesting history within the groove because we weren't always very warm on that game. And then we kind of came full circle and had Kyle on the show. And we kind of talked about, you know, what our viewpoint was then and the, the ways we were right and the ways we were wrong. And I thought we had a really good conversation. I, I think Kyle's brilliant and he's done a lot for um, music games um, in, in general and so forth. Um, but the thing about ITG that just I think it just brought the perfect attack and the marvelous. It just brought it to this ludicrous level uh, for me. But c- congrats to those that push through and, and are really successful with it. But when I look at it, I'm like, it's fun to watch, but it's not fun to play for yeah. me. Yeah, I was like, I'm, OK, I'm watching this and then I'm going cross eyed and then I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other game that I do want to mention that was that was a very interesting technical challenge uh, was Tetris, the Grandmaster. Because that was a four-player race with everybody with their own versions of the arcade game, because it's arcade only, and uh, they were actually sharing in in our little backstage area, uh, like pictures of their like jerry-rigged setup to get it to go to a CRT TV, but also get oh, captured God. and streamed out, and it's a huge logistical nightmare just to yeah. get the arcade game to work. Oh, in I a bet. home thing, and so they they're hoping, and they think they seem to think that uh, Sega is going to do a re-release of Tetris the Grandmaster on home consoles. There was a story about that a few weeks ago. I remember it got brought to our attention. Uh, Dark Tetsuya is really good about highlighting things Mm -hmm. and and putting them right under my nose when we should see them. Um, And I remember something about that. And especially when you consider um, it's the same folks that did like Tetris 99 and how successful that was. Um, And and I, I think GDQ, honestly, is if that game does come stateside, I think GDQ is a huge part of why. Yeah. So what's what's interesting about GDQ is uh, um, Mike Uyama, who is the founder of GDQ, uh, and he's still there. He was actually my producer. He was the one in my ear all week uh, because I just happened to be working the same time he was. 
uh, he was the one who at HEDQ, I think 2015, said, yes, we're having Tetris the Grandmaster. And everybody else looked at him and was like, what? What is A, why Tetris? And B, what the hell is Tetris the Grandmaster? Because nobody had ever heard of it. And that showcase that they did at 2015 got all four runners that were at HEDQ 2022 into the game. They did not start playing okay. until it was featured on HEDQ 2015. Oh, wow. And so this was like the next generation of Tetris the Grandmaster players that were running at HEDQ 2020. that's how I feel about the DDR-ITG thing. It's yeah. the next generation of players, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if it does come stateside, yes, it is because of HEDQ, because of that original showcase, and then they showcased it again this time around. So, I love that. Uh, so I didn't pay attention to any news all week, uh, except I did see one story that I kind of wished I had I had talked about, but maybe I can save it for next week. But what are you going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight? You want to talk about NFTs? Because we're talking no, about NFTs. I okay, not, maybe not. No. Uh, <laughs> why don't we talk about um, a big purchase, a big acquisition in the gaming world? Take two um, acquired Zynga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, if they paid too much for it, because I kind of think they did, but some people might not agree with me. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Dark Soccer is going to talk about one gaming company that's gone down to a four day work week. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we hear about crunch in the industry and all that. So it's interesting to see a company taking a different approach to that and how that might pay off for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think this is very fascinating. Lego is delaying the overwatch 2 set and it's mm-hmm. for some very interesting reasons and we're seeing more companies take a stand against the fact that for some reason bobby kotick is still the president and see or excuse me the ceo of activision why yep. we'll get into that tonight all right orange lounge radio is up next thanks so much rob thank you as always bobby so uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night. I'm not going to be doing any more speed runs on the show. I am, I am now retiring from speed runs. Uh, once again, if you missed it, three minutes and 31 seconds uh, and uh, 0.02 milliseconds linked to the past. I uh, got major glitches, any percent. That's probably like in the top 600 on speedruns.com for that that category. Uh, so thank you, sir. Thank you very much for that. Um, so uh, I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Network. That is where uh, we are if you can be here. But if not, the podcast will be around. You'll be able to listen to it then. Uh, so uh, you can find me at Twitter, Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, I'm also, I have a Twitch channel. I've got a YouTube. Uh, Bobby Blackwolf on YouTube is where you can find that playlist of all the stuff that I've, I've hosted. So you can see those games uh, that, that I've worked. Uh, or, uh, or or just over on our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, uh, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this live show work without the help uh, and the support of chatters who have gone above and beyond. Uh, thank you so much for this. You don't have to do this, but we really appreciate it when you do. Pod Culture resubscribed. Thank you so much for that. And gifted a sub to She-Hulk 10. Thank you so much for that. Mike Deft gifted a sub directly to a tea tree who is uh, the amazing finale host. I got the chance to host a finale. It is an amazing rush. A tea tree got to feel that rush with Delta rune and metal gear solid uh, did a fantastic job. An amazing job broke all the records. Uh, I was so happy when tree was able to announce the record breaking. Uh, he, he, he really deserves it. He's been working on that and mere muse resubscribed. Thank you so much for all that and uh, for being here and for all that stuff. So, uh, and thank you for, uh, for if you donated to AGDQ, if you didn't donate to AGDQ, I, I don't care. Still, thank you. 
Uh, you you are still an amazing person, uh, no matter what you did. And uh, I really appreciate your support, however big or small it is. I'm going to hit this button so I can stop talking. There's the button. I can hit that button. All right. Take care of yourself, and I'll see you next week. Take care. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.